love come to us, O Lord. Let your steadfast love come to us, O Lord. Save us as you promised. We will trust your word. Let your steadfast According to Mark. And the last part you're going to have to just listen to me because I see we all, I, as I look in my, my notes, maybe it got changed later, but I have that you just have up to chapter 8, uh, verse 8. We'll see how that works. So John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me, and I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. <clears throat> May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So today, as I've said already, we celebrate the baptism of our Lord. And in so doing, we are also recognizing our own baptism. I thought about walking around with like something to just take some of the water and just start throwing it on you guys, but I thought, ah, <laughs> I'll spare you. <laughs> but you can just imagine that happening. Um, there, is, there, are, there are plenty of things to be concerned about in life. The war in Gaza where there are some who are letting us know that they know also that the end of the world is coming soon. And it's beginning the war in the Middle East and spreading to Russia and then to the whole world. And from those who make such predictions, they remind us that the Russians' war against Ukraine is a war against the West as well, because the West is supplying Ukraine with weapons to defend themselves. And Putin likes to remind the West that he has the power to send nuclear bombs around the world. If that's not enough to worry about, 
There's the economy, divided government, and increasingly polarization in our culture. I suspect that's enough to worry about. But then there's also perhaps what's going on at home. You might be worried about your kids, the young ones as well as the older ones, or a job. Or some of you beginning to think about college or losing a loved one or a parent or a grandparent dealing with memory loss or a sibling dealing with something, maybe addiction, perhaps wondering about a life partner. And the list can go on. The point is you probably didn't come to church thinking about the baptism of Jesus today. And so my struggle is, how does the baptism of Jesus connect with our lives today? And so I'm gonna give it a try. In our gospel reading for today from the Gospel of Mark, it is a pretty short description of Jesus' baptism. The heavens are torn apart and the spirit descends on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven says, you are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. The heavens being torn apart is unique to the Gospel of Mark. Matthew um, is unique. Uh, Matthew and Luke write, the heavens were open. The implication here is if they are open, they can be closed again, kind of like a door. But here in the Gospel of Mark, the heavens are torn apart. When something is torn, it cannot be easily put, returned back to its former state. If you're familiar with the Gospel writer of Mark, you can't help but think about the tearing of the temple curtain at the moment of Jesus' death as well. The curtain in the temple separates the Holy of Holies from view. With Jesus' death, Jesus has entered the Holy of Holies once for all, and the curtain is no longer necessary. The meaning may be that God's presence is no longer threatening, and that we too now have access to a gracious God. Following the tearing of the heavens, the spirit in the form of a dove descends on Jesus, and the voice from heaven establishes Jesus' identity. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. Even though John was calling people to repent in order to be baptized, Jesus comes and doesn't have anything to be repentant of. He wasn't coming for that forgiveness of sins, but perhaps what was essential to Jesus was hearing those words of acceptance. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. The voice didn't say, because of all that you have done, you are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. He is simply assured, period, he is loved and accepted. This, I am convinced, is a big part of the gift of baptism, as we too in baptism are passive recipients of God's blessing, love, and favor. We are called God's beloved children, not because of something we have done, but because of who God is, a loving parent who wants nothing more 
than to see us flourish. In holy baptism, we are given a sign and a promise that God just chooses us and that we are enough already. And that identity of being God's beloved children is ours because it is established by God and cannot be taken away from us or lost by us. The sign and the promise and the blessing, I believe, helps us to face all of the challenges that have come, are coming, and will come our way. We don't know what's going to happen to us or our loved ones within 2024. What decisions do you have to make? Will you begin new relationships, start a new career, a job, or school? Will you have to go to a new school because yours is closing down? Will the war in Ukraine or Gaza spread to our own family and friends? Will democracy be something we can count on or will our way of life collapse around us? In the midst of all of this, God will not abandon us, but will walk alongside us, strengthening us, encouraging us, granting us grace sufficient to become the people God wants us to be. May we too hear those powerful words from our baptism. You are my beloved child. With you I am well pleased. May these words shape and strengthen us throughout the year, throughout our lives. And I suspect they are more powerful than we will ever know. I close with the words that I used when I placed my hand on the confirmant's head, when they come up individually during the confirmation service. May you hear those words again proclaimed to you today. God of heaven and earth, for Jesus' sake, stir up in each person gathered here and online the gift of your Holy Spirit. Confirm their faith, guide their life, empower them in their serving, give them patience in suffering, and bring them to everlasting life. Amen. <laughs>